Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at Reach PLC. I'm joined yet again by my podcast producer, Matthew Aldous. Uh, Matt, how's it going, mate? You okay? Yeah, not bad. After all the technical difficulties we just had yeah, trying to it took connect. about an hour, didn't it, to, to get sorted <laughs> out that um, someone was using our account to record, then my microphone wasn't working, and then uh, you couldn't hear me, but I could hear you, and now we're finally, finally it's, it's come together. Right. So It all came through in the end, so we're <laughs> exactly. stress-free now. Uh, only two highly technical people sorted yeah. out eventually. How many people That's... does it take to record a podcast? turns out two two exactly yeah uh but today's episode is all about free to play versus pay to play and it's a debate we've we've touched on before in the podcast uh with with other guests but i think it was important for for us to debate it um because matt's obviously new to the whole gaming industry in general started to play a few more games now which is uh really cool and i'm sure you can touch on that in the in the pod as well but um one of the main reasons why i wanted to bring this up as a as a topic for our episode this week is because konami have announced that their popular pro evolution soccer video game series is being renamed to something called eFootball eFootball will be a free-to-play game that has cross-play between all platforms and instead of being released annually as a new game, the game will receive constant upgrades and updates to game modes, uh, players, clubs, etc. So eFootball will be a standalone game that will just exist for years. There won't be any new release you won't have to pay for it ever again um which is obviously a direct contrast to ea sports is video fifa video game franchise which is a, a yearly release uh as you we saw with obviously fifa 20 fifa 21 and the most recent game which is yet to be released is fifa 22 which has been announced for october the first release this year first of all matt just from someone who i don't know if you've ever played uh pro evolution soccer or anything like that but what's it. your you remember it yeah, I remember. What it. was your initial reaction when I when I told you that information? I think it's a good idea for them. My initial reaction was I haven't heard of them for so long that it's probably got to be a good move for for them in terms of in terms of where like the space they could fill. I don't think apart from games we've covered in the podcast before like um Rocket League, that's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah, Rocket League. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um I I don't think there's any like free to play traditional sports games is there or no i don't not, believe there is no i don't believe there is many. until this one until this one so it, they're, they're entering into a space where there is space for them so i think in that regard in terms of business sense they can't compete with fifa it's just impossible at this stage and so it's the only space that they potentially could have like massive success in so I think for them it's a good idea in terms of what it looks like, you know, in terms like the the broader like free to play versus prepaid or pay to play 
I don't know whether or not it it depends what's in the game doesn't it it depends what is available in the game it depends on the costs um and the prices of things it depends how much of the game you can play for for free realistically without having to spend money whether you if you're a casual player still enjoy the game for free if you're not interested in spending money so it's probably i imagine one of the topics that comes up a lot in like free to play games when when they're being developed is getting the balance right of making this enjoyable for somebody that might just play it casually for a couple of years and then eventually end up buying something three years down the line and that and and that's the revenue we get from them versus it's just impossible for them to play and then we lose it all together but keeping a balance that is going to be financially healthy for them so it's two sides of the coin i think but in terms of a space for them to inhabit, I think it's the only space that makes sense, probably. Yeah, and just to add a bit of context around this, I think it's important to note, like the like you said, there's not a lot of risk for Konami in this. If you if you look at you look at PES three, PES four, PES five, PES six, possibly even PES seven, they were the peak of the Pro Evolution Soccer series. They were much more popular than FIFA at that stage, much more people playing the game on both PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Xbox, Xbox 360. They had the space at that stage. And then from the 2010s, when FIFA launched Ultimate Team in, in 2009, and then it was included as a standalone mode in FIFA 11, FIFA 12, as that started to ramp up, um, FIFA just took over gameplay-wise and Pro Evolution Soccer fell more and more into the periphery and more of a niche game. And I mean, when you play Pro Evo now, like the, the latest PES 2021 game, it's far behind FIFA in terms of gameplay. And I think that will ultimately be what makes PES or eFootball, as it's called now, as popular as FIFA. If they can get the gameplay right... Then That's it has it, a lot of advantages, a lot of advantages to FIFA. Um, but it's just, it's just like getting that gameplay right because they have to really get it right because there's, there's so much that, like, like you say, they've been out of the picture for a long, long time. They have to do something different, but it has to f- almost feel familiar because people won't, maybe, won't particularly want to move away from FIFA, and they'll want it to feel so, in some sense, familiar. So where do you, how do you draw that line? Where does a familiarity, because I remember, I remember like I've, I don't really play FIFA at all. I don't think I've ever really played it. Uh, I remember in school playing it, playing it like once or twice, but I always remember it in my friend's, I say friend's group, like I had like three friends in school. FIFA was the popular one. FIFA was the one that people uh, would play over uh, pairs. So Pro Evolution Soccer never really was wasn't ever in the limelight. To me, in my mind, FIFA's always dominated. So I, I if you're trying to bring back people's interest into into like a free to play football game, it has to match FIFA. Otherwise, people are just gonna carry on playing FIFA. And you'll pick Absolutely. up you'll pick up some people maybe that want to play it, but it won't it won't be a long lived thing. If they want it to succeed in that space, it need yeah, like you say, that gameplay has to be competing at a very very high level. Yeah, and I'm sure you've heard in in some of our recent podcasts, but in regards to FIFA 19, FIFA 20, FIFA 21, 
players haven't been 100% happy with the gameplay at all. There's been a lot of complaints. There's been a lot of talk about not a lot of skill gap. They've talked about OP mechanics not being fixed as quickly as possible. They talk about the esports pro scene being pay to play where you have to put money into the game. The only reason that Pez hasn't taken over is the gameplay. They had, they have an opportunity here where the FIFA player base isn't overly happy with FIFA. But the reason why Pez hasn't taken over, despite that unhappiness, is because it's not as good a game. It's not as enjoyable to play. So whatever whatever new features or, or that Pez has, if the gameplay isn't as enjoyable as FIFA, it will it will not take off. That they have to get that hundred percent right. So let me just go through because they have released a few details about what the gameplay is going to look like. So uh, Konami says that they'll regularly add new content and game modes after launch this autumn and that local matches featuring Barcelona, Juventus, Bayern, Manchester United, others will be available for free at launch. In the future, certain game modes will be sold as optional DLCs, giving football players the freedom to build an experience that follows their interest. Now onto gameplay. Konami say that the game will have overhaul graphics using Unreal Engine, which is a brand new engine that they're using for this for this uh, launch. They will also use a new technology called motion matching, which will convert the vast range of movements that players make on the pitch into a series of animations, selecting the most accurate one in real time. The system apparently provides more than four times as many animations as before, achieving highly realistic movement. It's important also to note that this technology will be utilised across all platforms, including last-gen consoles, PCs and mobile. So just on that fact, if we compare that to FIFA 22, FIFA 22, they've announced a lot of gameplay news in recent days. Um, I did an interview with the lead gameplay producer, Sam Rivera, told me about all the new features and stuff. But one of the big new features in FIFA 22 is called hypermotion technology. And what they've done is use these special suits called XN suits to put them on. They've put them on. First of all, just to put a bit of context, these XN suits are a massive piece of technology that's going to, that Sam Rivera told me is going to change the game for FIFA titles. That's because normally animations are done with one player in a room has all cameras on him or her has all the different data points on them and they're told to do different animations which is really hard to make realistic animations for this FIFA for the first time ever what they've done is they've taken 22 players from a real life football match got them to wear these real XN suits over a 90 minute game a high intensity 90 minute game and they've been able to capture those animations specifically from these separate games to make it much more realistic and much more lifelike so for example they've been able to put things in the game that they haven't before like for example if you decide to pass to a player on the right and not to a player on the left the player on the left there is an animation where he'll he'll jump up and say why didn't you pass to me like it's the, because that actually happened in that game with these XN suits. One of the things, though, is that this hypermotion technology won't be included as part of current gen console releases. So this is hypermotion technology is a next gen exclusive. So it's only available on Xbox Series X, PlayStation Five, and Stadia. Now, with Konami. Every single feature is available on every single platform. That's including PC. And PC is a big thing as well because PC players, I don't know if you know this, Matt, but 
PC, the PC version of FIFA 22 will be a PS4 and Xbox One version of FIFA 22. It will not be a next-gen version. So the PC version is basically a current-gen version. That's because they've yeah. said previously that people don't have powerful enough PCs. I'm not sure about that at the moment. I think PCs are powerful enough to run these next-gen. But And also, FIFA 22 will not have cross-play. The reason I know that is because it says that on their website that PS4 players will only be able to match with PS4 players and PS5 players and same for Xbox. And they would have clearly mentioned that in the marketing material if crossplay was going to be a feature. Now, crossplay is a feature that's in most high-end games. You look at Fortnite, you look at Call of Duty Warzone, you look at eFootball Pez. They've they've got full crossplay, not only between PlayStation and Xbox, but between PlayStation, Xbox and PC which is far and away from what FIFA 22 are doing. So in terms of feature set, Pez have got a, a much better feature set for all players, not just people who are running next-gen consoles or current-gen consoles. But again, while this looks really good on paper, if Pez's gameplay is not as good as FIFA, it would not be as successful. That that is That's the be-all and end-all. Yeah. I don't know whether if... <sighs> I, it feels like Konami might have their sort of sights set on not just like console and PC and stuff, but like the mobile market. I don't know if there is a, a big football game. I know, I know you can download like FIFA and stuff mobile, but the experience on mobile is always lackluster. It's not, you know, as it probably should be because it, it it's not as powerful as a machine as it ps4 or your pc or your xbox or whatever but dominating the mobile market is huge right it's such a huge market so even if this doesn't work on console even if they don't compete on a ps4 ps5 uh pc level and they just dominate the mobile market that's still massively lucrative potentially especially if it's far more advanced than anything else that's out there it's interesting you say that because in their statement, they say that from Konami's announcement today, they have announced that Konami's eFootball will be released in autumn 2021 on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Windows 10 and PC Steam with iOS and Android to follow soon after. And they've hinted heavily that potentially you could be playing eFootball Pez, or sorry, eFootball, I keep putting Pez into it. <laughs> you could be playing eFootball on your iPhone or on your Android device against a player on an Xbox or a PlayStation. That is hinted at heavily in the press release. In terms of cross-play, yeah. Yeah, that would be a huge step forward for gameplay. And like you said, if they can get the mobile market, that's a huge, huge market to go for. Exactly. But also... Just a, a quick thought on crossplay. Is it good? Like, is it is it what worth? Do you mean, what do you mean? Is it good? What in what context? Well, if you're playing on a PS4 and someone else is playing on a PC and someone else playing on Xbox, who's got the advantage? I would say graphical advantage. Obviously, is, is obvious. In regards to gameplay, I'm not 100 percent sure on current gen versus next gen from my experience what i am sure about is if you're playing a pc player on something like call of duty warzone for example you can have an ultra wide monitor that will allow you to see have a clearer and bigger field of view 
on Warzone. So you will have an advantage. PC players do have an advantage on Warzone. And um, obviously they can run higher FPS than is possible on a PS4, an Xbox. Yeah, because you're going to need to do 1080 at 60 frames on the ps4 for example yeah exactly so yeah absolutely you'd have you'd have an advantage however what you would say about that is that you have the option to play a broader range of people and you can play with you uh, uh, your mates gone are the days where you know you've got a ps4 i've got an xbox series x but we could play together i can kind of understand the console crossplay. i'm not sure that including pc into that it is fair <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about but but, but uh, it, it just it fascinates me because I, I keep hearing crossplay crossplay and it's always like pc ps4 and like xbox and i just think like yeah but pc's got such a huge advantage huge advantage unless you've got a really crummy pc with a crummy monitor well how many people have got a, a massively powerful pc anyone who's serious about playing the game well, yeah, that's which is that, most people point. who are playing the game that aren't on console. If you're playing Call of Duty on a PC, you've probably got a, you're probably a PC gamer. In which case, you're really into specs. In which case, you're really into having a good PC. Nobody's sat, sat there on their Hewlett Packard 1998 Windows Seven trying to run Call of Duty <laughs> on a Core Two Duo, <laughs> like yeah, Pentium Four or something. It, it, it just seems to me. So, so you would cut them. So, anyone with a PC, cut them off. Don't let them play with their mates who've got consoles. No. You have to buy a PC that's two grand. If you buy a PC, you yeah, can mate. only play against other people. You have, no. Your mates have to spend two grand on a PC to play with you. That's what you do. No, but you can turn it cross-play on and off, can't you? But I wish you could yeah, turn you it. Can. Yeah, I wish you could select between just having console, and you could exclude certain ones i'd say that's fair yeah I'd say like that's fair. Yeah. so you could go i don't want to play anyone against P that's on pc so that you could only play console people so just say you're on xbox i'm on ps4 we can still play together and we've still got a very similar um in terms of advantage experience. to disadvantage we've yeah. got a very similar experience whereas you know kevin with his 244 uh refresh rate screen monitor and is like five and a half grand pc that he spent the last three years building is is you know ruining the game for me because if i run into him in the first two seconds then i just keep having to load back in and it's just it's just not just doesn't seem take some of the fun out of it and unless you want to sit there and be like i want to challenge myself but i can kind of see the advantage but i don't like the idea like i know you can turn it off and on but I'd like when you can turn it off if if you could maybe choose, you know, choose like I'll just stick to console, um, and you could you're just a checkbox of like the, the people fair. that you want to include yeah. the types of consoles you so want to, to include. To answer your question, then what what are you if you don't want to play against PC players, just turn cross play off. But then what you've got is you can't play against people on Xbox. Like on we Xbox, could, we yeah. couldn't play on console no, together. No, no, so it would be just. Just me playing but against from other experience, people. It hasn't ruined. It hasn't ruined. I have crossplay turned on all the time because a couple of my friends are on PlayStation. It hasn't ruined my experience at all. Like you, you know, when you're playing a PC player, because when you look but at you that... know when they've killed you, you, you can you can kind of see that they're 
they've got lower input lag and they've got higher frames yeah, and stuff. But when you're as bad as I am, everyone can kill you really quickly, and and so you, it's just it, you're always at a disadvantage. But you, but your 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 demographic of player with that little experience is like less than one percent of the player base. I would say, yeah, of course, of Warzone. So, um. I don't think you can really justify... I, I think what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to find excuses why I'm so bad at the game. And I'm going, if only we could turn crossplay off, right? And we could, and, and that would make me good. But it won't. I'd still be... Like I said, I texted you the other day. It's like watching a potato put together a thousand-piece puzzle. It's it's just... It's embarrassing to watch me mm. play Call of Duty. But, <laughs> but, but um, it's fun. Yeah, but the the fact of how good you are or not, shouldn't really change that's not what games are about it's it's not about if you're good or not it's about the experience of the game you're not going to have any worse an experience playing against other pc players you might just have a performance deficit but again it'll be it'll be really interesting to see from pez if pc players do have an advantage but we'll we'll have to we'll have to find out that afterwards another another I thing think I it's probably to, so go gonna end up being more prevalent in things like first-person shooters where, yeah, yeah, where PC players have an advantage. I think you yeah. could, it depends on things like animations, how quick they are to load in and how quick, like, depending on your machine. Like, if if you, you know, you hit a button on your keyboard or you hit a button on your on your controller, you want that reaction time to be, like, as minimal as possible. If you don't have that, you hit the button and you're waiting, then you can't react to the situation because it makes it impossible. So you're dealing with a constant lag in your head that you're trying to read the game ahead of time to see what you might need to do in a couple of seconds. And it, it makes the game almost impossible to play. That's the, the point is like putting everybody on a level playing field. We were talking about Call of Duty off, off, the, off air and I was explaining last night playing it for a long period of time and like the whole free to, free to play thing is, is great. But being able to unlock weapons and stuff taking so much time and I'm playing against like these guys that have maybe played for years. I, I say guys, but you know, I just mean people in general that have played for years and they've unlocked everything and they've got access to like much more than me or they've been around the map a million more times than I have. And I, I like I was explaining to you, I don't see if you go into Birmingham city center and you've been in there a million times, and you know your way around it. That's not because you're really skilled and you've got a good sense of direction. That's because you've been there before and you know where you're going. Like experience, that, that's experience. Yeah, but like over that's advantage over disadvantage. So, and it's the same with things like loadouts and stuff that like you've got access to better, better stuff just on the basis that you've played the game longer than I have. Yeah, but I think that's that's where th this is really interesting because this is where the free to play versus pay to play argument is that there's a huge trade off because would you prefer to play to pay 80 quid and have all the guns or would you prefer to to have it free to play but then you have to play it to unlock because or pay or pay in game to to or get pay the guns. in game exactly. So just to be absolutely clear, you, you can unlock every game. Got, uh, sorry, you can unlock every gun in Warzone by playing it. You do not have to spend a single penny yeah. on it. So you can do that by playing the game and getting a certain amount of kills and completed objectives and all that kind of stuff. Would you prefer to pay 80 quid to unlock 
all the weapons or I would prob- you prefer to I pay I probably it? would never wouldn't be playing it right now if it if I had to pay for it. So that's the trade off. Yeah. So so Activision Blizzard have got you as a player. They've added you to their statistics yeah. just by making it free to play. They've got a bigger player base. Therefore they've got a bigger base to advertise to, to sell things to, to in microtransactions because you're someone who probably never would have bought that game if it wasn't free. Exactly, and if I get into that game, then I might buy. And you other, can still get all the guns. Other, like, yeah, you, you still, still might get yeah. all the guns. No, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that I think it's a bad thing. As much as I'm saying, I think, in terms of the gameplay, as a beginner coming into something, a free to play game, that is, you're a complete beginner, and you've not really ever played first person shooter games and you're a 34 year old man and you, it's not your reaction speeds ain't what they used to be who's and, never really played fps games seriously and, before and i've never really taken it seriously yeah so like as a brand new person that is now trying to be like you know there's something to this gaming thing i i want to i want to like you know dip my toe in the water and like see what it's all about and re- there is a lot of perseverance that is like not enjoyable jumping into a game and just getting killed straight away because i haven't got the same level of well obviously experience is is one thing like you know experiences over time you cannot change that you can never change that you can't some... so 100% of your experience playing warzone has been negative maybe Maybe five battles, five battle royales out of fifty that I've played. So within within have a, been have been positive. enjoyable. Yeah, have been enjoyable. Okay, so the other ones you haven't enjoyed them because you've I've literally got jumped in. I've spent about yeah. thirty seconds running to a to to find like a loot box to get some some weapons. And, yeah, and then I'm dead. What you've got? What what's different about you? Your your experience at the moment is you're playing solo you're not having that social connection with people which would make it more enjoyable straight away yeah so, sure but, but like so, but also you know it's it's you know me if me and you played your yeah. your skill level is is like it's hard for someone to come in brand new and brand be new, so yeah, terrible yeah. but isn't that true of every game well you have to find people that are willing to i come from i come from playing like games like 2k where it's very toxic if you're not good nobody's interested i'm not like that in 2k i'm very much like no come on you need to learn like like keep running the same play or keep like learning the same thing and i need to learn and like there's lots of things that i still learn every day playing that game but coming into like a team just say on a team battle royale coming into a team of four or a team of three or a team of whatever especially if you don't know the guys just say you just do it with some some random people. You've got to hope those people aren't rubbish, hor- hor- rubbish <laughs> and horrible people. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. Because yeah. like game, gamers cat when you play with random people, which is ninety percent of my experience of two K, which I enjoy in two K because I kind of like that toxicity of like proving them wrong, either proving them wrong or f- challenge it. Is that challenging myself? Because I've got to a point in that game where I can challenge myself and I have some really bad games because I'm playing with, with random people and either they don't realize my value or I'm not playing well enough and showing my value. So 
I like that challenge in that game. But in something like Call of Duty, going into a team of four and then immediately being a team of three because Matt's been killed, it's sort of like it's nerve wracking being the worst person on the team. Yeah. And so you feel like you need to build up this confidence of knowing what you're doing. At least because if you say if you if you were if we were playing together and you say, let's uh, oh quickly go and do this. I don't know what you're talking about because because I don't know what the mechanics are. I haven't they're not muscle memory yet. I don't understand. I haven't found my like my controller button set up that I like the most. It's all of those things that take time of learning turning on and turning off certain settings because you're like why does this keep happening to me and then finding out and then you go oh it's because i can't move quick enough and oh okay so what what if i what how do i fix that oh maybe i'll go and turn tactical sprint automatic tactical sprint on i see if that works do i like it oh well i like it but i keep running everywhere uh maybe i don't want that on uh, maybe I just need a different button setup. Like it's you need to figure all these things out, the mechanics of the game, yeah. before you can be a reliable team player. And it's kind of like player development at the moment. I would yeah. say I'm in player development where I'm right at the beginning trying to figure out what my game even is in that game. But again, you wouldn't have had this experience if it wasn't free to play, like if it cost £80. The reason why I brought that up is because this year EA Sports seems to be pushing that pay to play more than ever before. So if we just give you an example, um, Mm. do you want to have a guess how much the PlayStation 5 Ultimate Edition costs? PlayStation 5 Ultimate Edition FIFA 2022? Yep. Oh, it's probably going to be similar to like 2K stuff, isn't it? Is Ultimate Edition like the top one? Yeah, so Ultimate Edition, you get a foot hero item. You can access the game four days early. You get 4,600 FIFA points. You get a foot one to watch item. You get a team of the week one player item and Mbappe loan item. Foot ambassador loan player pick and a career mode homegrown talent. You also get um, dual entitlement as well included. Right. Uh, so that's just current gen and next gen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with 100, 100, uh, eight, 129 pounds. Oh, I hate, I hate when people do that. I hate when people quid. go over the top. It's eighty nine ninety nine. Yeah, no, but it's always it's all like so with two, with two K. <laughs> it it ranges depending on what edition you get. It goes yeah. from fifty nine ninety nine all the way up to one hundred thirty quid. Like really? Because it's like you can get like a, a special gold legends edition. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it comes in like a gold case. It's yeah, like crazy yeah. what they do with it. But but um, ninety pounds. But ninety for the could, ultimate edition. Here's the thing though: that ninety ninety pounds for that, and then there's gonna be loads of in-game spending as that's well. What, yeah, exactly. And 100%. that's the problem. Yep. That's the bit Absolutely. that I've got a problem with. Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. if it's pay to play, then it's pay to play. Not pay to yeah. play and then play pay in the game to play some yeah, more. Yeah, 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 like yeah. I don't agree with that. Like that so is e- EA are uh, having their cake and eating it, aren't they? Basically. Yeah, and they're and they're able to do it. And like they do it with two uh well two K is like uh another example where they, they just you know, you have to buy um, VC, like money in game to be able to like continue. 
it's 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 really sneaky like i don't like things that are sneaky and and i don't know if this is the same with fifa but in 2k for example as you develop your player you can go through it and build up money and stuff by playing games and just and over and over and over again and and building up that way and doing getting sponsorships and endorsements and whatnot um as you get further and further and further up that ladder the growth gets more and more incremental until to get to that last bit you need to spend money to otherwise you're gonna you'll grow by 50 percent in the first season and then in the next season you'll only grow by like 20 percent and then in the next season you'll only grow by like 10 percent and then in the next season you'll only grow by like two percent and it's it slows down and and then you run out of money because everything gets so expensive to upgrade one point on your uh on your attributes it's just not fair like that's not fair like keep it consistent like make it that you grow every, after every game you grow a certain amount and keep it like that it's the same it's it's the same but different in ultimate teams so in ultimate team it, it's based around cards and player items isn't it the, but there's there's a lot of people out there who do these road to glory youtube series where they don't spend any money and it takes them ages to get the best players and obviously you get normal gold cards which you can start off with and then team of the week cards start coming out team of the month team of the year then it gets really expensive and it's the same type of thing you know if you want to get these cards you spending money is pr- pretty much the only way of doing it but just to answer your question the reason why they can do this and the reason why people buy the game and buy in-game purchases is because this is the only place they can get this type of gameplay there is no competition there's yeah. no competition with an NBA game. There's no competition with a FIFA game because Pez is so no, far they behind. Just the hold football the monopoly sim. on it. They hold them exactly. That's the interesting thing about this Eve football thing because if yeah. it, it could change, it's the same for everyone, isn't it? It's the same for every platform. Everyone's in the same position. You can all play against each other. You get all the features. Yes, there's different DLCs that you'll have to buy. They've made that clear. But like they said, you can buy what you want. You don't have to have career mode and ultimate team and online you can just buy what you want but just to go off from the ultimate edition uh what i think is probably even worse is the fact that with the standard edition of fifa 22 on playstation 4 uh, playstation 5 and xbox series x and s if you buy the standard edition of the fifa 22 game on a next gen console but you've only got an Xbox One or a PS4, you don't get dual entitlement. What that means is, if you buy the standard edition of FIFA 22, but you buy the Xbox Series X, S, or PlayStation 5 version, because you think you might buy a console, one of those consoles in the future, so you think, okay, I'll buy the this, standard version the of standard that. Version. You can't play it on your current gen. You cannot upgrade to the next gen edition when you buy a next gen console. That seems funny because I think I think that comes as standard with two K, like it's dual entitlement to yeah. on all of all of them. I think yeah. when they first in I I think in twenty twenty uh was it twenty twenty or twenty no, twenty twenty one was the first the first next gen. Yeah. And I think they all came with dual entitlement. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, Yeah, no, they did. They did EI last year, any edition you bought, you got dual entitlement. So if you bought a PS4 edition of the game just feels um, like a money grab sometimes, doesn't it? Is, it doesn't do feel... Do you want to know how much the standard edition is on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One? I'd probably hazard a guess at 
That is yeah. absolutely spot on. So with that one, that is just the PS4 version. You don't get hypermotion. You don't get yeah. hardly any of the new features. Yeah. So you're paying for the old game. You're paying for for you're essentially paying for FIFA 21. And if you bought a next gen console, you'd have to spend another 90 quid. Yeah. So here's a tip on guys. the game. Always, always, even though it feels like you're spending more, if you're if you're really into these games, always buy the the best edition you can because it will get or like at least make sure that you are entitled to dual play dual, yeah, dual entitlement because yeah. it's like it's worth spending the 80 90 pounds if it means if it means you can play it on both consoles yeah because then you were it'll save you money in the long run if you've got a if you've got a ps4 and xbox one and you think you might be buying a next gen console in the next few months yeah buy, buy the ultimate edition because if you buy the standard edition you do not get dual entitlement even in the next 12 months like like yeah you, yeah, it, yeah like absolutely. you don't want to lose that game because you would have got used to playing it i mean there is there is a case to be made for the fact that like i i don't know what it's like in fifa but like all of your my career stuff in again in 2k isn't carried over um but your i think your my team stuff and your which is kind of like the ultimate, I think, um, ultimate team uh, in FIFA. Um, any money you've earned, I think, carries over. I don't know if it's in-game money that you've earned or whether it's stuff that you've... if Because you, when you buy the game, a lot of the time with 2K, they'll give you like 100,000 VC or something like that. And that'll carry over onto next gen as well, a lot of the time. So yeah, you do get some benefits that you can you can share across but but if you if you're really if you're somebody that's really into like my career type stuff you're going to lose all of that when you go over to next gen anyway you're going to have to start again with, mm. with that anyway because i don't think that they they carry that those builds over because yeah. they use different builders and stuff so the 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 way konami have come out of this they they it looks so much fairer it looks like so, so much more of a fairer system like whatever console or pc you've got you know, if you, I say buy, it's free. If you do, yeah. if you download eFootball, you are guaranteed to have the same edition as anyone else. You don't need to worry about what edition you're buying or how to upgrade it or anything like that. You can have the same edition of the game. And crossplay, they've got crossplay. How how FIFA 22 doesn't have crossplay, beggars belief. Like you look at the games that have got it at the moment, even EA, some of EA's other sister titles. If you look at Battlefield, that's coming out twenty forty two, that's got crossplay. Yeah, like why, why? Why hasn't why hasn't FIFA got it? It 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 just genuinely boggles the mind. I don't really understand why why it wouldn't have that. That's a huge feature to have, and the fact that Pez have got it. That's again, but again, we talk about all this, but we got Pez, to see it first. If the gameplay, well, yeah, if the gameplay of Pez is shocking, which in the last few years, it's not been great. Like you look at, for example, Kurt was one of the best FIFA professional FIFA esports players in the world. He was banned by EA last year. He couldn't play any FIFA games. He couldn't stream FIFA games. He had a huge audience on Twitch, huge. When he got banned, he went to Pez as like a, you know, fingers up at EA to go go to Pez, started streaming Pez. The numbers of people watching his streams dropped dramatically and you could see his enjoyment of streaming dropped as well. Yeah. Because the gameplay was just horrible. Yeah. And he, he, but 
So, That's the one thing FIFA's got right, isn't it? Exactly. Like, yeah. So if 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 Pez hasn't got the gameplay right. But FIFA has. That's the crucial thing. If they have, or they've at least improved a little bit on FIFA 21, people will still buy the game and buy the in-game purchases. So if you think about why FIFA wouldn't go to a free-to-play model... Uh, do you know what? what's sad as well is if, if cross-play works really well for eFootball, I guarantee you FIFA will introduce it ASAP. What, do you, halfway through the cycle, you mean? If they see that eFootball is working and people are really enjoying the cross, the fact that there's cross-play and they're realising that that's stealing custom away from them. Um, well, it'd be interesting to see what they do. I think their if, reaction would be to introduce cross-play ASAP. Well, imagine if Pez has good gameplay. Yeah, but that, that would be the way, because what would happen is it would have good gameplay and then people start going over to eFootball. Um, yeah. We keep calling it pairs e football, pairs e football. E football is always going to be pairs. Yeah, um, yeah, pairs. Yeah, and uh, if they've got good gameplay and crossplay, and everyone's enjoying it, FIFA are just going to be like, "Well, we can do that too." So we're going to do it, and then everyone will go back to FIFA because now they've got it. But that that comes comes back to the whole: if they've dominated the the mobile market, it still could be a massive success. Like we said at the start, Konami have got nothing to lose. No. They know that they're the, the lower in popularity than FIFA. To beat FIFA or to get players to move over from FIFA to PES, they need to offer FIFA players features that FIFA doesn't have, like cross-play and the ability for it to be free-to-play and uh, the ability to buy different DLCs. And, you know, they've, they've recently announced Neymar as an ambassador. They've got Messi as their cover star. They've got exclusive agreements with the likes of Atalanta, Roma, Napoli, but that they'll, that starts in 2023. Some some of the teams already, like Juventus as well. So Juventus in FIFA are called Piemonte Calcio because Pez have got the rights to their name. But because FIFA have got the rights to Serie A, they still have the correct players. Right, yeah, yeah. And that goes to the same with Atalanta for FIFA 22. Roma, um, they will both be called something else. Right. but they'll still have the players. So at every stage, Pez are trying to chip away at FIFA's advantage. But again, if the gameplay isn't up to it, then people won't move across. They'll just see it as some kind of fad. But yeah, if the gameplay is anywhere near FIFA, I can see it being quite interesting over can the next few years. imagine if it's better? Hard for it to be better, I think. What would justify spending 90 quid and it being free if the gameplay is better? How it wouldn't that's the thing, just the ultimate, like, ultimate it would just team, be isn't it? Like game is the... over, wouldn't it? If, it? if it was better and and it was free, and and also it would be like, hey, Nathan, do you want to jump on and play game of footy tonight? And we could do that, and like there could be like, yeah, it's a it's a new, yeah, it's a brave new world out there. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. Um, it's certainly interesting as well. Obviously, free to play means that people like yourself can play games that you wouldn't normally play for no cost so it doesn't lock you out but at the same point normally i mean we say we say that you do but like we pay to pay play uh, games normally you get a lot of features with it and a lot of stuff but i mean with ea titles and 2k titles you don't you don't anyway yeah, you get some stuff but you end up you end up spending in game anyway so why have i spent almost a hundred pounds of my money that's why Fortnite and Warzone and Apex Legends are so popular is because you do not have to spend a single penny to be competitive. But it's just like if 2K were free or FIFA were free to play, what you could do with eighty nine ninety nine worth of in-game spending 
what you could do with a player. Not not saying that I like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you go in and spend, but but if you were going to take that money and re like use it within the game and flip everything on its head. But EA can't take that risk. Why would they take that risk? It's such a a cash cow for them. FIFA, the FIFA franchise. Not only do they get a yearly fee every single year, yeah, guaranteed. But... They also get the in-game purchases. Why would they risk? Why would they risk earning less money? It doesn't make any business sense. Yeah, but you know what they say about low risk, low risk, low reward, high risk. But high Pez reward. can afford to do that though, because they haven't. This got the is base. the thing, right? Uh, Pez is going high risk, high reward. This is potentially a high risk, high reward endeavor. They're tying themselves yeah. in with all sorts of like players and and clubs and and leagues and stuff. They're making deals across the board. They're really putting their efforts into it. They're trying to bring something that hasn't been brought to the football space before, and potentially trying to dominate the mobile market at the same time, or or at, you know very soon after. And there potentially is a massive reward if FIFA just sit there and do nothing and just hope for their cash cow to keep on giving them cash, then they're going to end up where Pez were 10 years ago or, you know, however. Potentially. You know, and, Potentially. And, and, it's, and it'll flip on its head. At one point in time, MySpace was the king of the world and then Facebook became king of the world and now TikTok's king of the world. If you don't take risks, you will be left behind at some point. I 100% agree, but what, what I can, I'm sure everyone will agree who's played FIFA over the last few years, it would just be brilliant for the feet, the football simulation video game space if FIFA had a proper competitor. Because yeah. what that would do is that would mean that both FIFA and Pez or eFootball <laughs> would have to really push the boat out in terms of development. Competition breeds better things. Yeah. You're, if you've got a competitor in the space, you're going to do better work. So... Well, that's it, isn't it? It's late. La- yeah. You end up resting on your laurels and 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 you yeah, know, whether you call it laziness, because I think I think that's a bit of a disrespect to the game developers. Um, yeah, but, but I think there is an inherent inherent. Um, you know, we're the best anyway. Just how much do we have to innovate? Um, yeah, there's I think no that, innovation. That does there's exist. not as much innovation. Um, Although they have for they have for FIFA 22 um, with hyper motion, but again, I haven't played it yet. So we'll have to see. We'll have, we'll have to, see. to see what it's like. I think it's exciting. I, I think yeah, like, yeah. Either, either way, I, I, I think it's exciting. Whatever happens, yeah, fail or succeed. Anyone listening? If you let us know what you think, if you can, you can tweet us at Level Up Pod on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Um, free to play versus pay to play. What you think about the new eFootball announcement? FIFA Twenty Two. What are your views on it? Let us know. And as always, if you enjoyed the episode, if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review. Um, drop us a comment. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Really appreciate it. But um, thanks, Matt, for joining me. Really, really good conversation. Really enjoyed it. And, thanks for uh, having you, me. You're not getting bad at this podcast stuff, are you? Well, hopefully I'll get better as time goes <laughs> on. <laughs> we'll see. Just got to get good at the games now, guys. Well, that's it. That's it. That's uh, that's <laughs> That'll come. That'll come. But thanks again, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Yeah, take care.
Thank you for listening to Level Up, the esports and gaming show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a rating and review. You can also follow us on Twitter at Level Up Pod, where you'll find all of our previous episodes and information about how to subscribe. We'll be back with a brand new episode very soon. 